Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. It's Sam and I today. Pastor Berg is on vacation. So let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Lord, grant us the Spirit to hear your word and know the one thing needful, that by your word and spirit we may live according to your will. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The Old Testament lesson for the sixth Sunday after Pentecost is from Genesis chapter 18, beginning at verse 1. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre as he sat at the door of his tent in the heat of the day. He lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing in front of him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the earth and said, O Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree while I bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh yourselves. And after that, you may pass on since you have come to your servant. So they said, do as you have said. And Abraham went quickly into the tent to Sarah and said, quick, three seahs of fine flour, knead it and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to a young man who prepared it quickly. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree while they ate. They said to him, Where is Sarah your wife? And he said, She is in the tent. The Lord said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah your wife shall have a son. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And the epistle lesson is from Colossians chapter 1, starting at verse 21. You, who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death, in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him, if indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake. And in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is, the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you, to make the word of God fully known, the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom, that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And the gospel reading for Sunday is from Luke 10, 38 to 42. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. Well, Jesus says that 
Martha is, quote, anxious and troubled about many things. In other words, she's got a lot on her mind and even more to do. She is missing out, Jesus says, on the one thing necessary due to being distracted with much serving. She's, I think, engaging in what we would call today multitasking. And as a result, she's stressed, uh, inattentive, and preoccupied with the mundane. So really what Jesus is saying to Martha here is to take a seat. Take a seat and listen like Mary. This is the one thing necessary. This is the one thing needful. My word for you. Now, it's not that Martha was doing anything wrong by serving. In fact, that's uh, what we're given to do, to serve, right? And she's serving the Lord. And did you catch in the Old Testament lesson, uh, that's what Abraham and Sarah are doing. And they are kind of running around there too, right? Getting ready to, to serve. And then um, the big thing, though, wasn't the serving of the Lord, even in the Old Testament. It was uh, the promise that Sarah would have a son. And he was standing there and he heard that. And, and I mean, pondering all of that, ultimately, uh, there would be another son, the uh, son of Mary, the mother of our Lord, who uh, would win salvation for all of us through his suffering, death, and resurrection. So we're called to listen to him. And even at the, if you remember at the transfiguration of our Lord with the, the, the disciples, God the Father says, listen to him, listen to Jesus. His are the words that give and, etern- give and bestow eternal life. But we get caught up like Martha in things that are mundane or not as important and we, too, think we can multitask and think we, um, the, we won't miss anything as a result of that. But truly we do. When you multitask, there are things that you miss. You don't get in depth about really anything when you're multitasking all the time, when you're not focused on one thing. And I think even the uh, surfing the Internet or, or being involved in social media Uh, and many are addicted by it, right, enhances this focus on the mundane and never ever arriving, always running around, being anxious and worried about what the next thing might be, right? There was even a study done of, of, uh, you know, the, the internet having where there's so much knowledge that we have access to. And the thought was with all of this knowledge at our fingertips that we'll become you know, really intelligent, right? That will become, uh, will have a more in-depth knowledge of things. But precisely the opposite has occurred. And if you think about when you go on the internet, what do you do? You go to one thing and you start going there. Oh, and there's another thing. Oh, there's another thing. Oh, there's another thing. And before you know it, you've got a bunch of different things that you've looked at without studying any of them in depth. What we're called to, to do is, is to let the Word of God dwell in us richly. Um, in fact, in the uh, intro, it, there's the confession of the psalmist, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And the way we become mature and, and this word has its way with us is to do like Mary, to sit at the Lord's feet 
and listen. So you're invited to take a seat this Sunday in the pew. Just take a seat and listen and focus in on the one thing necessary, the word of God. I mean, get beyond the imperfections of the pastor or what's going on in the pew next to you, but focus in on this word and, and what this word is bringing to you. It's really a miraculous thing. It's bringing you the, the, the blessings of Jesus' suffering, death, and resurrection. It's the one thing necessary. It's the thing that gives us life, life now and life throughout all eternity. That's kind of where I'm going with this. I don't know if you want to mm -hmm. pick up on any of that or go in a different direction here. Or... Yeah, the, um, <clears throat> especially in the Old Testament lesson where Abraham and Sarah are taking care of their guests, it's obviously an important thing, as you said, to serve uh, mm -hmm. other people, to take care of your guests. And that's what uh, Martha was doing with Jesus, also taking care of, uh, of him. And so it's not that we can neglect taking care of people um, it's just that we can't do that um, at the expense of listening to the word, mm -hmm. which is why it's so important to um, be in church on Sunday mornings, uh, because that is uh, the clear time we've set aside to come and, and, uh, and hear God's word and to sit there and to, uh, to learn from it and to uh, receive his gifts. The, um, when, I, when I think of when I'm most clear-minded and maybe you too on vacation when you kind of set all of the busyness aside of, of all of the things on your to-do list and maybe it's it's when you you know look at a sunrise or a sunset you become reflective and really we're called to do that in church so come a little early and you do the prelude to to get kind of us focused on the word of god read the readings ahead of time. In fact, on the green sheet, we always include the readings for the following week so you know what's coming. And you might even talk about those readings ahead of time like we're talking about here or tune in to our little study of these readings so that you kind of have a, um, a focus of, in on what's going to happen there. And then think and listen, reflect on the, the hymns and how they're enhancing that, well, bring, making you mature in, in what these gifts are and how they affect your lives. It's so easy to run in at the last minute and to uh, be chatting here, there, and everywhere with, with everyone else, which is all fine. We want to be hospitable to one another and, and chat with one another. But we're there to hear the word of the Lord, to let his word have its way in our lives. And that will, will enhance our serving and our hospitality and our care of of one another as the Holy Spirit is at work through that word in our lives. So I think, so think about that Sunday, come early and, and you know, pull out the green sheet, look at the, why did, why were these hymns picked? Why, what's the relationship with all of that? And then sit, take a seat in the pew and, and listen and hear the word of the Lord because the word of the Lord is spirit and life. It's filled with the, the spirit and life of Christ. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, there, there's a great hymn in our hymnal, uh, number 536, One Thing's Needful, uh, that talks specifically about uh, this, this gospel lesson, too. Um, mm -hmm. And um, could, should we sing two verses, one and two? One and two. I was going to say, we have to do number two. Yeah, right? number two yeah. is the one that's specifically about uh, Mary and Martha. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so verse one and two. Good. 
One thing's needful, Lord, this treasure, teach me highly to regard. All else, though with first give pleasure, is a yoke that presses hard. Beneath it the heart is still fretting and striving, no true lasting happiness ever deriving. This one thing is needful, all others are vain. I count all but loss that I Christ may obtain. How were Mary's thoughts devoted, her eternal joy to find? As intent each word she noted, at her Saviour's feet reclined. How kindled her heart, how devout was its feeling, while hearing the lessons that Christ was revealing. All earthly concern she forgot for her Lord, and found her contentment in hearing his word. May you find that same contentment. Thank you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Amen.